Okay, so our last episode was a bit complex. We need to simplify things. What do you have in mind? We need to cut out all the weirdness and make it easier for new comic book readers to understand. DC does it all the time. And how do you want to do this? A major event and retcon. Should I be concerned? Not at all. It's already happened. Who are you? Exactly. What? Yeah, what is it? (sighs) Oh boy. Comics are weird, and it's almost impossible to figure out where to start. That's why we're here to explain what happens and why the writers made those decisions. I'm Garrett, the What Clinkerman, and I'll be explaining what happens in each comic on recover, what works, and what doesn't. I'm Cadley the Y Harmon, and I'll be breaking down why the writers made certain decisions, why each comic matters, and the impact each comic made. Together, we are What and Why Comics. So today, we will be discussing DC's New 52 run, and because I am much more of a Marvel fan, we have brought in Joshua Barker to step into a temporary role as The Who to help fill in the gaps of my knowledge. Thank you kindly, and that's Doctor Who to you. You don't have a PhD. Allegedly. Now, since today we're talking about the New 52, it all started when the Flashpoint comic came out. Now, a brief summary of the Flashpoint comics. It all started when Barry Allen, or The Flash, woke up in a world where his mother, who was killed in his origin story, was alive. Not only was his mother alive, but the entire world was different. Aquaman and Wonder Woman were having a war with each other, basically almost destroying the entire world. Batman was no longer Bruce Wayne, it was his father because Bruce was killed in the alleyway. And Superman was almost never discovered because he was captured by the government. And through certain events, eventually, the Flash goes back in time and tries to fix the mistake that created this Flashpoint. But by doing this, it created a whole new timeline. Well, I say timeline, but I don't know what it's actually called. Created a new era called the New 52 era, which in comic term was just another way for the writers to retcon or retell stories that were already told. Case in point, an example would be... Batgirl. She was paralyzed before Flashpoint, and then the New 52, she's Batgirl again. She's not paralyzed, she can walk on her own. Now, I don't know some of the other characters, but that's where the who will step in. Thank you, the what. So, as established, Batgirl and several other characters, they get some retcons on their part. So, uh, Damien Wayne, who is more of a recent cover in the local Bat family, is the son of Batman due to Talia al Ghul, who is the daughter of his longtime nemesis, Ra's al Ghul. He has had a humendous impact in the Batman side of the New 52 and become a fan favorite of the character overall, which honestly defines a lot of the new inputs and characters they've introduced. Some of them work, some of them don't. Lobo comes to mind. Yeah. <sighs> I will give the new fit to this. Because of the Justice League run that I've read, I've associated the way they written Cyborg's origin in uh, connection with Darkseid and the Mother Box. So that's how I see his origin now instead of his original one where uh, he got in a car crash and... His father had to build him. His father still built him, but it wasn't a car crash that made him into the cyborg. It was a mother box explosion. Really? Because I remember hearing that cyborg's new origin was one thing that a lot of fans hated. Oh, it was. And an interesting thing on the New 52 is that it wasn't a very popular and well-received run. 
And it was done because DC realized how big and convoluted their universe was, and they wanted to simplify things to attract new readers. Unfortunately, this didn't really work because what they ended up doing was alienating the old fans, and the new fans had no idea what was going on. But that's not to say there have been some good stories coming off of the New 52. Case in point, one of my favorite New 52 stories is Scott Snyder's Batman, which to me is a really good story because it includes, you know, I like to see some of the older characters like Nightwing, Red Robin, Red Hood, who is by far my favorite one, Damien and Batgirl. And there's also my first issue of the New 52 I picked up was, I think it was called A Death in the Family. And basically... Death in the Family was when they killed off... One of the Jason Robins, Todd. Jason Todd. Death of the family is the one you're talking about, which that one's really hard to make family friendly. Yeah, but just to kind of family friend this, the story's about the Joker coming back from him being presumed missing, and he gets... Well, there's kind of a n no way to simplify this, but he cut his own face off and left it as a calling card, and that was the last time we saw him. Until he came back, he grabbed, he took it back and wore it as a mask. And he did that to prove a point to Batman saying that I'm wearing a mask, yet I'm still the exact same person I am. And he was trying to show Batman, you wear a mask, which is technically Bruce Wayne. This is who you truly are. So Bruce Wayne, that's not who you truly are. It's Batman that you live your life. And he's right on some point of view. There's one certain scene that I love when I was reading the book. It's a, it's a scene where... Joker has all of the members together. He Joker talks in Alfred, so he's basically on his side. But in an insane kind of trick that he pulled, he basically makes it look like he removed everyone's faces. And the first thing Batman does when he's free, he runs to his son to check on him. And then when he realizes it's all just another sick joke, he hugs him and there's a slight tear of joy in his eyes. And I thought that was really cool because that's not really a side we see of Batman that much, pretty much. Okay, it is true Batman is a very stoic character, but throughout many of his interpretations, we see that due to his trauma and his childhood, which made him a closed off person to the world around him, and his own damaged psyche, which kind of is, at the end of the day, him seeing his parents being shot in the alley, which motivates his childhood, which was devoted strictly to training, to rowing, to becoming a symbol. Now, the Bat family have been around for decades through various iterations, where you have Dick Grayson, Damian Wayne, Jason Todd, Barbara Gordon, they all have impact to us. And the Bat Family, which in itself has had controversy, is actually one of the more well-respected parts of the New 52. It's safe to say that Batman stories are a lot of the backbone and the driving popularity of the franchise in general today. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds about right. But then there were some issues on New 52 that I thought that was kind of weird. Well, one is that the Justice League, how the original members were Green Lantern, The Flash, Superman, Wonder Woman, Batman, Aquaman, and Martian Manhunter, which is seven. But, you know, instead of Martian Manhunter, they included him out in place of Cyborg. But when they do introduce Martian Manhunter, he first appears as an enemy to the League for like a few issues. And I thought that was a little bit weird because one, he's been called the heart of the Justice League because he's like the most kindest and more connected to the humans of Earth than any other member of the League because he lived with them for more times than I think I can remember. But there was also one thing that 
I thought was kind of weird was that in the new 52, there was a weird relationship between Wonder Woman and Superman. I don't know. It could be just because I've grown up with, you know, seeing his relationship with Lois Lane. And I thought it was kind of weird to see these two together. So now as for the Superman, Lois, Wonder Woman love situation. Initially, Lois Lane has always been the perfect match for Superman. That is a time and truth situation, often the sassy and snarky reporter with the more humble and polite hero. However, due to popularity of heroes like Batman, Wonder Woman, and Superman, and with the more modern generation, they decided to go into a different direction and have more of the bigger heroes be more of a couple in a relationship, which does take away from the chemistry and iconic history between Lois Lane and Superman. And Superman's had his fair share of interest, the popular Lana Lang, which is not to be confused with Lois Lane, no relation. But honestly, this was a bit out of the blue. I won't deny that. And that's an interesting on the new 52 was it was written to retcon everything and to literally change everything. This was DC completely rebooting their universe. This was maybe the second time they rebooted it because the first time was Infinite Crisis, correct? I don't remember if it was the second or third, but yeah. It's also what I sometimes call it the decade of weird superhero costumes redesigned because I remember the first one that I thought was weird was Tim Drake's Red Robin suit because it looked like something someone would wear at Vegas because he wore like bird wings on the back of it and I thought that was kind of stupid. Okay, I recently watched a YouTube video talking about superhero costumes mm -hmm. and everyone makes jokes about how Superman wears his underwear on the outside. Which they got rid of in the new fit too, by the way. And it's actually kind of sad that they got rid of that because what everyone calls underwear on the outside is actually called trunks. And the trunks were from the original Superman design and honestly from a lot of comics when they were first being written because they took circus strongmen and... Circus Strongmen wore these unitards for maximum mobility, and also it showed off more muscle. So it was a good suit, but the problem is unitards aren't the best for modesty, and so they'd wear trunks over them to protect their modesty. And then when superhero artists came into the picture, they took the article of Strongmen and put that on their superheroes partly to represent strength. It also gave cartoonists an easier time drawing the superheroes to keep anatomy and proportions in shape, but it was also a symbol for strength because trunks equals strong man equals superhero. Now, if I remember, Joshua, you said that the new Fit 2 introduced some newer characters, right? Uh, yes, it did. And if I'm correct, wasn't the Court of Owls uh, and Talons the new characters that they introduced in the new Fit 2? The Court of Owls is a cult that rules Gotham City from the shadows, even beyond Batman's understanding of it. They were a major antagonist for their time showing up, Batman tried to take them down, especially against the titular talent, which is also a whole new set of villains, which introduced a lot more. And they had new members of the Bat family as well. For example, Duke Fox, who was son of Lucius Fox, became Nightwing. I thought it was Batwing. It was Batwing. I'm sorry. Which, by the way, no no offense, he's a cool character, but the fact that you named yourself after the Batman's vehicle, so, I mean, it's going to be a little bit confusing whenever someone says, oh, look, it's Batwing. They're going to look up instead to see a guy in a suit instead of a giant vehicle flying by there. By the Nightwing, I meant to say Lord Zod was Nightwing. 
who happens to be the son of Lord Zod or General Zod, who was a classic Superman foe if you've ever watched the classic movie Superman 2, which showed him, Ursula, and another guy whose name I forget at the top of my head, against Superman in epic proportions. Now, Lord Zod was born into the Phantom Zone, which is a long-time prison for a lot of Superman's more heavy hitters, which is odd because when he showed up, he not only was someone attacking the stick, but ended up being adopted by Clark Kent and Lois Lane. Well, at this point, had got them back together because, come on, what were you going to do, realistically speaking? And then he met an entity which granted him the name Nightwing. So the initial Nightwing, Dick Grayson, had no part in that whatsoever. Yeah, the character rewrites were interesting. They made Nightwing, because I remember, because this was after an event called Forever Evil, where an evil doppelganger version of the Justice League came to Prime Earth, which is where the Justice League live and when they came there they tried to make an example they exposed nightwing's identity to the world so everyone knew he was dick grayson and it was because of that i don't know it was a weird point for nightwing's character they made him into like a secret agent and he just went by the name grayson and it didn't kind of stick well yeah on that note i remember watching some videos and just hearing people talking about lobo so lobo before the new 52 was a mercenary heavy biker he was kind of written to satirize supervillains. the main man himself <laughs> yeah and then the new 52 came along and they completely changed his aesthetic they made him more of a noble with noble bloodline, prince of this alien kingdom. Which just wasn't his character in general. Yeah, it was a completely different character, but with the same skin color and the same name. Yeah. Especially when we take into account that the original Lobo allegedly, literally killed everyone in his entire species. And this is more to the 90s Superman canon, which was a show. He killed everyone over his entire species over a, a science project. Yeah, Yeah, Lobo's origin is kind of weird. But what I think maybe was kind of DC's weirdest time with the New 52, it kind of opened up and made some newer events coming off. Like an oh, event you mean that, like Doomsday Clock? Yes, and the Doomsday Clock, in my opinion, is a good story because if you're a fan of the old Watchmen comics, it's also a good epilogue if you want to know how it truly ends with the Watchmen comics. Oh, yeah, because DC had bought out the Watchmen, but didn't know what to do with them because DC is a comics company, but Watchmen was its own universe, and they didn't know how to use Watchmen other than incorporating it into DC. But because the DC multiverse was a multiverse and it wasn't quite able to fit Watchmen yet, they used the events of the New 52 to kind of shake things up. Although I think they retconned it. They retconned it saying it was Dr. Manhattan's zooming because he he wanted to see how the world would change without, like, if I remember with Superman's origin, because at first he got rid of the Justice Society of America, which was a team before the Justice League of, like, old villains. And then the New Fit 2, they got rid of them completely, like, not even a mention of them, until the Doomsday Clock came, and once the ending, when Dr. Manhattan realized that he wants to fix how everything was before, he brought back the Justice Society of America, he brought back the lead of superheroes which were a team in the future that was inspired by superboy i mean a bunch of stuff happened in that eventually made way to a continuation of the new 52 called dc rebirth but that was another interesting problem that dc ran into with the new 52 is after they had their fun and realized that fans wanted to go back to the old way of doing things 
from what I understand, they're still struggling with this, yes, but they, they haven't been able to entirely fix their problems with the new 52 yet. No, they have not. There is still a lot of controversy. And especially oh. with the marketing right now, they're doing a lot of alterations of characters that they really, uh, really feel like they're trying to incorporate new aspects to keep them up politically fair. And speaking of controversy, when the New 52 was first released, there was a massive controversy because the staff also changed. A lot of writers left and a lot of new writers were hired. But the problem is, I don't remember if it was 1% or 2% of the staff after the switch were women. It was either 98 or 99% men writing these New 52 comics. And in some cases, it really started to show and it was not a good time to be a female fan from what I'm hearing. I don't know if this was a controversy as well, but I remember fans getting upset when the new Wally West or Wallace West Kid Flash came in and when people thought they were going to be replacing the original Wally West because he was presumed dead. And, and eventually with Rebirth, they brought back the original Wally West, who, in my opinion, is almost the better Flash than Barry Allen. So... Well, Wally West is the most popular Flash and the most powerful, actually. He has had a huge repertoire and is a stable point in the whole history of DC overall. So when you edit such a major character like that, it is bound to cause controversy. Mm -hmm. Now, I like both versions of Wally West. I, I do, too. And even today, they're still maybe planning on doing, maybe not retcons, but still doing some big event stories. Because I remember in, after I read Doomsday Clock, there was a panel where it was just maybe like a little prediction. But it was like, in a certain year, Superman will fight this certain character. But there was one panel that I thought that was kind of interesting. It mentioned that Superman will fight the God of Thunder, Thor, and a green giant monster behemoth. Now, who do we know who, we know who Thor is, but who also we know is a, a giant green monster also. From Marvel or? Yeah. So this, that one single panel, and it was, I can't remember what the year, it was like 2000 and some, 35, I don't know. It was like a long year, but when I saw that panel and when I thought, is it possible they may be planning on doing a crossover with these characters? But I don't know. Don't know what the future holds. Don't know what, what the company will decide, what some of the writers will decide also. So. DC and Marvel have been known to do crossover events. I forget what the events are specifically Ooh, like. The series called the Amalgam Universe. Uh, the Amalgam. Now, now, I would love to see them do a, a newer version of it with some of the characters, but other than that, yeah. And that could be a whole episode on its own. Yeah. Yes, it would. I guess that's about it. Thank you all for joining us, Joshua. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. I hope you enjoy my information. So join us next time on What? Why? And sometimes who? Comics. Comics.